A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So hello, welcome to Friends of Friends. Uh, my name's Pete Allison. Dave's not here this week. He's stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> I've grounded. I've grounded, Peter. I would say I've become more invested in that story about the Suez Canal than I have in anything in quite some time. It's amazing, isn't it? It's like proper yeah. reality TV, but Love nothing's happening. It's like proper slow TV, and I'm really into it. Although today, this morning was very exciting. What happened this morning? It's it's moved, mate. Oh, has it? Oh, I didn't yeah. See that. I've not caught up with yet. Yeah, they've uh, one lane's now open on the Suez Canal. They're uh, they're managing to get some uh, some boats past it. By the way, we're recording this on um, Monday lunchtime, yeah. so it's pro- people have probably forgotten that this even happened by the time <laughs> that this. The what up. canal? They've budged it a bit, and then there was these videos on Twitter of people like celebrating because they've managed to move it. Wow, that is nice. If you're listening to this episode in a few years' time, <laughs> there's every chance that this news story is one of those things that everyone just forgot. Yeah, like Catbin Lady. Yes, like <laughs> Catbin Lady, yeah. yeah. Although I think the fact that we both remembered Catbin Lady immediately maybe suggests that this this will carry, you know? Well, I mainly remember her because she's lived on in GIFs, hasn't she? Yeah, she's really part of our sort of meme culture now, hasn't she? Yeah, Um but I think the Suez Canal, uh, the the Ever Given is up there. The ever, yeah, that the the photo of the tiny, 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 tiny crane trying to move <laughs> yeah. the the massive, massive boat is gonna be yeah. is gonna be one forever, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, friends, is it? Uh, no, more Suez Canal. Um, <laughs> Suez Canal, we're welcome to Boats with Boats. Yeah, let's do some friends. Okie dokie, karaoke. Um, interesting episode this week, I would suggest. Because, well, shall I read the request first? Yeah. The request comes from Paulina in Bratislava, Pete. Oh. So we've got three listeners in Hungary. But Paulina, I'm really sorry to say, you're one of ten in Slovakia. Ten? Yeah. Oh, they should all meet up. Yeah, Slovakian uh, friends with friends reunion of some sort. I mean, just it's always fascinating to just go over the map, isn't it? The reunion in Argentina is going to be weak because there's only one there. <laughs> well, they're already doing that. Yes, well, you, you have reunited with yourself. You get a good party in Iceland, though, all 40 of you. 40? Yeah, that'll be a nice little party. I'm trying to find They're having a great time over in Iceland with, um, with COVID as well, aren't they? It's all fine there. Is it all absolutely fine? Yeah, they smashed it. I think it. so, yeah. Um, well, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's finding, like, so Thailand was four of you, so you could even do it by our rule of six at the moment. Um, oh, oh, the Aussies, you have a great party. There's over 500 of you. Oh, yeah. That's nice. 
Kind of is. Go, we should do this more often. It's not a fascinating listen, I wouldn't imagine. Um, but hello to the three Russians as well that are regular <laughs> listeners. Oh, America, you're doing us pr No wonder we get a lot of American people continually correcting us on things that we get wrong. There's 2,000 of them. I know. I, um, I've just translated friends with friends into Slovak. Yeah. Priatelia es priatelmi. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Can you, Paulina, let us know if that is correct or not? And also, if we're, if we're pronouncing Paulina correctly, is it Paulina? It'd be awful if we're pronouncing, pronouncing it incorrectly, wouldn't it? That would be... Oh, my God. What? Guess what? Guess what hello is in Slovak? Ahoy. A hodge, <laughs> probably pronounced the hoy. For honest, yeah, but I, I prefer a hodge, a hodge, 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 a hodge, hodge, hodge from England to Slovakia. <laughs> oh, great news! Oh my god, I love that. That is wonderful. All right, well, let's talk about the. Actually, before we talk about the episode, I should say what a delight it is to welcome all sixty-four Pete hmm? listeners from Taiwan. Oh, hello, sixty-four of you. Should you guys could have a great little well, party, like... couldn't you? Anyway, friends, so oh, the, the, I haven't even read the request yet, have I? No. Paulina, Paulina, how are we pronouncing it? I'm apolog- I apologise, I'm, I'm, I'm doing you two options there in case I got it wrong, Paulina. Fine. Um, I'm Bratislava, I'm actually Welsh, even though I live in Bratislava. Okay, so I love my weekly dose of friends and Britishness. Oh, flying the flag for the Brits, are we? Anyway, the worst episode. Oh. Has she actually requested this or just said, what is the worst episode? No, that's that's her request, isn't it? <laughs> the worst episode is the one with the fake party. So bad on so many levels. Ross and Emily, ugh. Rachel, who is almost as stupid as later Joey in Joshua episodes. And Joshua, who's clearly just a prat and the way they call him Joshua. Uh, uh, uh. I hate everything about Rachel and Joshua. That's the whole request. Uh, well, that's really sort of lowering expectations <laughs> for this episode, isn't it? Well, it's good because I was trying to... Sometimes I do that where I'm, a, I'm trying to find a nice diplomatic way of saying, hey, your favourite episodes are shitter. And in this case, I don't have to, because Paulina has absolutely agreed. Well, I will say that, like we've said it a few times, haven't we? We, we need to do the shit ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, the, the latter series of, of Friends of Friends, it's going to be absolute wank. Well, yeah, well, exactly, quite. The last sort of 24 where we're just doing the absolute dearth. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is I'm not as down on it as Paulina is. Like it's it's and there are definitely elements of it which I do not like and are quite tricky to watch, um, but you know there's still some good bits and some funny lines and it's got the Michael Lembeck touch, Pete. It has. He is you the. Uh, I actually noticed that for once when it appeared on the on credits. The screen, yeah. yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Now we started noticing the directors. I think my we'll, we'll obviously come on to her part of the the story more in a moment but I think my biggest problem with this episode is the fact like Rachel's an entirely different character yes yeah, complete manic uh, energy isn't it yeah it's it's she's, she's absolutely flipped and she's acting yeah like you say because she's the sort of stylish cool you know chilled one most of the time isn't she well if it wasn't Jennifer Aniston playing her the character would be completely unidentifiable Great. From everything that <laughs> yeah. she says, from everything that she does, it's nothing like Rachel. It's like they've forgotten who Rachel is. Yes, quite. If you showed an audience this as like the first time they'd ever seen Friends, they'd be like, we do not like that character. She she needs to change drastically for the rest of the series to work, you know? And that she's just not not okay. No, very not okay, hun, is she? Um, all right, well, let's... I feel like this is one of those episodes where there's three sort of initial plots, but then they feed into 
a, a main shared plot. So yeah. first half of the app, we'll do the three, shall we? And then afterwards, we'll do the party. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do that. Before we do that, Pete, the very important uh, detail. Production code? 466615. That's a good number. Very good number. 666 in the middle. Maybe it is the worst episode. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, right, so, well, there's a couple of little sort of bits to tidy up, isn't there, before we get to the party. There's Phoebe craving meat. There's the fact that Rachel's sort of trying to set this all up and still trying to date Joshua somehow. And then we've got the sort of ongoing saga of Ross and Emily. Um, and actually, Ross and Emily and Phoebe are both very quick bits before we get to the party, aren't they? Like, Phoebe They're is very just, brief, yeah. She's just... She starts craving meat. She smells Joey's shower sandwich. Boom, away well, she goes. quite remarkable. Uh, let's start with Phoebe. Uh, it's quite remarkable that she manages to smell a sandwich from across the apartment and behind a closed bathroom door. Yeah, and behind the shower curtain. Also, yeah. and behind a sort of waterfall of water, you know? Yeah. Um, not even that much meat in that sandwich, from what I can tell. It looked like quite a, the, the end of quite a sort of flimsily packed sandwich. I, I don't personally find such a vast quantity of different meats in the same sandwich appetizing when they're sort of building the massive sandwich at the end you mean it's just yeah it's just yeah. so many layers agreed that it, but like you you can it's just a mass of meat it's too much isn't it is it, what are you eating there it could just be anything couldn't it like especially because yeah. it's all that sort of processed pastrami and all that it's not like it's just a big slab of steak, which I can imagine some people would enjoy. But just, 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 yeah, there's just a lot of processed food between some bread. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in Joey's shower setup, though, because whilst I, I'm not actually that keen on food in the shower, I wouldn't say. I've had a shower beer before. Don't mind a shower <laughs> beer. I don't oh, think yeah. I have. No, in a sort of like, I'd say, picture the scene. You've had a couple of drinks in the afternoon, but then you're doing something else in the evening. This is obviously right, pre-COVID. Fine. So you have to have a little shower. You want to get ready, but, you know, you want to sort of keep the party going, as it were. Grab a little beer, take it in the shower. Have a little sip as you have a shower. Nice times. Um, but in that case, you do have to be very careful to place the shower beer away from, you know, potential suds and sure. shower water spillage because that's the disaster waiting to happen but a beer is at least in a glass bottle that you can put far away at the other end of the shower or something or outside it where's he putting his sandwich well i i'd say that sandwich is a very unfriendly shower food as well oh. like you'd get wet bread that's ex- oh, exactly it the pickle's more forgivable actually isn't it the pickle i'd say would stand up to more shower yeah trauma um. But I, I wouldn't want to eat a wet sandwich. No, no, I wouldn't at all. So, yeah, I'm just interested in... I wonder if he's got a little sort of... You know, the, like the silver platter and the... What's the thing that goes on top of the silver a platter? Cloche. A cloche. That's, I, I thought it was a word like that. But I could, it's a good word, that, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder if he's got like a mini shower cloche. <laughs> and if he doesn't, and that doesn't exist, I spot a business opportunity, Peter. Yeah, shower cloche. Shower cloche. Keep your sandwich dry in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take that to Deborah Mead and see what she says. But you'd also have to step out of the flow of water each time you took a bite, and your shower cloche doesn't solve that. No, this is true, isn't it? Yeah, you're quite right. That was me doing my Deborah Meaden yeah, takedown, no? if you Well, know. no, you're absolutely right. Are you out, then? You're full of shit, Dave. <laughs> I'm <laughs> out. For that reason, I'm out. Um, okay, fine. All right. Well, like, easy come, easy go. You have these ideas, Pete. You've got to throw them out in the world, and sometimes they don't land. That's all I'll say. The first thing I thought when Joe was in the shower was, why is he showering in Monica and Rachel's apartment? And then uh, it took me about 10 minutes to remember that 
we're watching it's, these heavily yeah. out of order and they're they're actually living there, you know? Yeah, you can tell by the white dog in the window. Yes, it's 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 it makes a lot of sense once you look around a bit, but it's just that immediate thought because it's not it's not un- implausible that Joey would be having a shower in Monica and Rachel's apartment, even in the old days. No, that's true. <laughs> like that's they true. often just use the bathroom in the other one completely unnecessarily. Um, but yeah, so that's it. So, so Phoebe's craving me and she wants to eat me and sort of she will break later in the episode, won't she? But for now, it's just a, a meat craving and she's getting all worked up about it. Meanwhile, across town, who's having some fun with Victorian doorknobs? Right. So they say we went to see a collection of Victorian doorknobs. Yeah. And like, even by Ross's standards, that's dull. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know this is exactly what I thought. I thought, I know it's a deliberately boring exhibition they've picked, you know? And she says, um, what's his chops? Her uncle, Mr. Waltham, dragged them there. Yeah. But she that doesn't negate the fact that she's bought a Victorian doorknob from the gift shop. Yeah, and sort of shows it off. Like, it's Im- almost implausible that somebody would actively want a Vict- Where are you putting the Victorian doorknob in your house? On your Victorian door. Well, you, 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 you're getting the Victorian doorknob from the gift shop and you're swapping out your regular doorknob, are you? Um, I didn't go, Dave, to be No, clear. but this is... I'm just, I'm just <laughs> wondering, Pete. You know, I'm just wondering where you're putting the doorknob. I can't think of a place in my flat where a Victorian doorknob would fit in, you know? No, I agree. I do think there's one point where, um, where Ross says about Emily... Uh, she's so much fun, and when I'm with her, I'm fun. Yeah. And <laughs> on the back of a Victorian doorknob visit, she isn't, and you aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a real. It's a. At this point in Friends, we can only assume the plan was still for them to get together properly. You know, they're not sort of trying to make this out to be quite a dull, boring relationship, are they? They're trying to make it out at the moment that they're a little match. That they're a little match, and it's exciting and it's fun. But you can't help but just watch it and go. And do you yeah. know what? I had that feeling later on in the episode, and we'll get to this a bit, but the, the fake party happens. Emily's clearly having a great time, which says a lot about her sort of expectation of what makes a good event or a good party. You know, like f- five people plus the guy that runs the coffee shop and Joshua from Rachel's work. <laughs> That's it. That's the party. But even That's when she, when, when she walks in people. to the party, those other two aren't even there. It's just the five friends that are always there. So the fact she's having such a good time doesn't say much for her sort of, you know, expectation of social occasions. But also, continuously, Ross is trying to make her leave this party, even though she's clearly having quite a lot of fun, to go to dinner with Ross. And it's, yeah. it just feels like, this. I don't know, it doesn't scream fun, exciting relationship to me, there's. It doesn't. And it just, it, she sort of dulls Ross, doesn't she? Like, he sees it as them being mutually fun when actually she sort of brings him down to her level of being quite boring. Mm. But you know what? Maybe they're happy. If they're happy, who are we to argue? Yeah, I think it'll end well for them. Yeah, (laughs) I see a bright future for these two. And then the third sort of um, pre-party strand, as it were, is is the Rachel Joshua thing, isn't it? She's she's decided... So so this has just been going on and on and on for ages. And obviously we later find out that Joshua fancied her all along. That's why he keeps coming back. But... I just don't know how it's taken us so long to pick up a vague hint of that, you know? Well, it's just, I mean, as I said earlier, she's a very different character in this episode. And it's the sort of lack of composure, the lack of self-confidence. And at first, it sort of starts when 
he says that he's gone on a, on a date, doesn't he? Yeah. And she says, congratulations, so do you love her? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, I, I don't blame her for not spotting that he's interested in her because he doesn't really act interested in her, but for the fact he keeps turning up for suits. But yes, that's true, it, I guess. We also know that he doesn't own any suits, so it's understandable that he might want some clothes to wear. I just feel like they must have spent a lot of time together, and it's, it's fair to say that what we've seen wouldn't give you any clues, but if you spend that much time with someone and it turns out you're both mutually attracted, there would be little moments of frissons of, you know, excitement, wouldn't there, or little flirty moments. But, sure. yeah, I mean, there is, let's face it, there is fucking no sexual chemistry between those two. Well, no, and and also she, Joshua is sort of like impossibly dreamy to her when um, it, he's he's not got much going. For he's got the personality wise. of a spoon, hasn't he? He's yeah. absolutely. He's got. He's, there's nothing there. Even you know, there's the bit where I know at the moment she's got a fat lip and she's but she's in a chili drop and she's trying to take her bra off and Joshua says, you know, do you need a hand with that or something? Which is like. I can't. I couldn't quite work out by the way he delivered it whether that was supposed to be a bit of a, like a sexy like oh do you need a little hand with that or if he's just offering do you know what I mean like th- th- there's an opportunity there for a bit of sexy flirting yeah she's trying to take her bra off in front of him and even then it was just like a fucking cardboard delivery of that line wasn't it well their whole relationship just ends up sort of being shambles doesn't it like with the whole he can't eat in the apartment because the birds are there and then they go over to his parents apartment and that's all a bit farcical as well like i guess it's just all in keeping with the tone of that relationship is that it's a bit of a mess yeah it's just nothing that this is this is it's interesting that we've well i was gonna say it's interesting that this episode has been chosen it clearly hasn't it's been sort of anti-chosen but um but yeah between ross and emily and rachel and joshua this is a real nadir for friends relationships isn't it it is i do think that there's a nice um there's a nice bit of growth a little bit later when rachel and ross sort of support each other yeah, and um, yeah, they're the, sort of encouraging to each other. Yeah, the fact that Rachel sort of puts Ross onto Emily, as it were, she says, "Go for it, go for it." There's, there's, there's definitely a couple of nice moments with this, and there's a nice Joey and Phoebe moment, which we'll come on to as well. But, but yeah, it's it's just a bit meh, isn't it? But Rachel's plan is to sell him a coat and then slip a note into the pocket, which is absolutely flawed on so many levels. One. You're just banking on the fact that the first coat you show him, he's going to buy because you've already put the fucking note in it. <laughs> Could be like three weeks till he actually finds yeah, it. Yeah, two, exactly. You might just take the coat and pop it home. And like three, what a fucking shit coat that is. Yeah. <laughs> it is an awful coat. He makes a joke about it. Oh, I could flash someone in this. Uh, but if you're wearing a coat that looks like a stereotypical flasher, I'd suggest you need a different coat. Yeah, exactly. It's strange that he mocks the coat so openly and then is basically like yeah i love it i'll take it i mean we don't know if he wears the does he wear the coat to the party i didn't clock that to be honest Mm, maybe he would have done but it's just it's an awful coat anyway but then the note thing doesn't work she removes it from the from the coat in a sort of just about gets away with it being a bit weird anti-theft device anti-theft device as she just rips up and then um then she decides to invite him to a party that she hasn't planned which understandably goes terribly. Well, why didn't she at least call Monica and be like, look, we've got to throw a party tonight? Why did she wait until five minutes before the party was supposed to start? Because when she gets they home? didn't have phones in America until 2020. <laughs> why didn't she send a telegram yeah. to Monica? 
or a messenger boy or something like that you know yeah <laughs> in the mid-90s new york <laughs> communications scene which as we know was a wi- literally a wild west yeah but- note attached to a brick and just lob <laughs> it up <laughs> But she t- arrives home with these banners and hats, doesn't she? And then the party starts almost immediately. Well, the the party sort of is is it's signalled that it started by her holding out that Bob Voyage banner, and that's it. Well, this is the thing: is it's quite interesting that they manage to turn what they would have been doing that evening, aka clearly just hanging around, and having a drink and some food, into a party by the yeah by the appearance of a banner and four party hats <laughs> that's yeah. what makes it a party otherwise yeah. it's just a normal day in the big apartment isn't it i'm at risk of using all my party notes so should we do break and come Ooh, back and do party someone's holding his what's the word someone's saving his saving the dynamite for saving later his, oh there's a phrase there and i was gonna say saving his chips but that's not right either saving my that's saving his bacon. beans beans <laughs> <laughs> Someone's holding fire. Oh, you know when your brain just can't remember like a really He's saving his beans. Saving his someone's saving his beans for after the adverts. <laughs> See you there. Hi, I'm Yasmin Akram. Letting all of you know that myself and my friend Philippa Don and I have released the second series of our podcast, We Heart Worry. Join us for hard-hitting discussions on flashing your neighbours accidentally, looking after a child's pet when they go away, and of course, that most universal of worries, a strong fear of chicken. That's We Heart Worry. Find us where you find good podcasts. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello. Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'll tell you what you didn't do, Pete, there. You didn't spunk your chips. <laughs> oh, that's a horrible expression. Yeah, we said that. I said that a few weeks ago. We got a lot of feedback on that phrase. Spunk your so, chips. Glad to, glad to refurnish you with it. So, yeah, party time, basically, isn't it? So, as we've established, Rachel is acting manically. She's thrown a party whereby the normal people that would be in that apartment, plus Gunther and Joshua, are there. Although I will say that, strangely, there is sort of more atmosphere at this party than there is when they invite more people. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, compared to, say, last week's Phoebe's bachelorette party, this felt more like a party, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, she's just left Joshua standing in the corner at one point, but it still felt weirdly like a party. But actually, given the fact there's only seven or eight people there, you wouldn't be leaving a man standing in the corner when he's basically the only man that isn't part of this really tight social group, would you? Well, also, um, special mention for the party catering, which seems to be a huge quiche, (laughs) a massive salad, and build your own sandwiches. Which, by the way, build your own sandwiches... Great idea for some party catering. Great, great idea. I'd, I'd love a build-your-own-sandwich party. But where's it all come from? It's a spontaneous party, and then somehow Monica's got a massive quiche. Well, this all happens later, doesn't it, when um, Joey gets Stops two massive quiche. steaks out of the freezer. Like, yes, I know which you... aren't frozen. Yeah, exactly. I'll just defrost these for 12 hours, Phoebe, then we can fry them up. <laughs> but um, I know he loves his meat and his food, but it doesn't strike me as a very Joey trait to have reserves of food in a freezer never mind in the fridge stock. you know yeah, yeah. Um, but the interestingly you mentioned a party vibe though because it feels like a party for the first bit but as soon as they start playing spin the bottle they turn the music off <laughs> kill the atmosphere absolute vibe killer that wasn't it like it, it became so awkward and stilted um, but you know at this point this is what the the, the first of Rachel's desperate pleas for them to stay. I mean, it's not a good sign, is it, when you're throwing a party and the two people that the party's for want to leave (laughs) and the only guest you've invited that's not in your circle of friends also wants to leave. So the vibes are not strong, but Rachel sort of claws her first desperate attempt, which is playing Spin the Bottle with the music off. Have you ever actually played Spin the Bottle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, loads, mate. I don't think I have. Loads? Yeah, like sort of... Late teens, you know the sort of sixteen, seventeen. There's there's a lot of spin the bottle action at sort of what's that? What what would be the equivalent of high school parties? You know, right? Not never played it. I don't think so. Mm. I don't really have any memory of it. Oh, there you go. But to be fair, there would have been while I was a closeted teenager, there would have been like no one I would have. You know, it wouldn't have been very exciting to me. Well, that is true, but it was a very in 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 um. The defence of the spin the bottle games I've played, they weren't necessarily very heteronormative. They were quite, you know, they were quite open and, you know, I kissed a number of boys in spin the bottle. Right. But I would have had to sort of pretend to be sort of appalled by it. And yeah. Like, oh, got to kiss a guy. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this is awful, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Like the Rachel Joshua, you'd be crawling along going, oh, no, what's happened here? <laughs> what a terrible accident. And then end up kissing a boy's jeans when he stands up. What do you think is the... Uh, I mean, that's that's mad, by the way. <laughs> the kissing insane. of the jeans bit. Um, what do you think is the oldest age you should be playing Spin the Bottle at? I'd say 21. Yeah, okay. I, I think you can, can get, get away a- with it at uni. Yeah, I think you can get away with it at uni, but you'd still be sort of playing it kind of ironically then, wouldn't you? I think it's a 16-year-old's game that is then <laughs> a sort of university semi-ironically, but by the time they're 28, which was uh, gets a shower in this, Rachel says she's 28 yeah. in this episode. Um, I think, yes, absolutely fair to say. If... That had happened in real life because they don't show the transition, do they? Between Rachel going, "Hey, the big thing's about to happen," and then it cuts in a comedic fashion to, "So, spin the bottle works like this." Yeah. But in reality, there would have been a point where she has to pitch playing spin the bottle to half a party that wants to leave as the big thing that's going to keep them there, and I just don't think that would have been enough. 
I'd also say it's 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 potentially really quite traumatic to play spin the bottle in a group that involves your sibling. Yeah, there's there's, there's it's it's again it's very high school. Rachel's basically acting like a, a high school teenager in this whole episode, isn't she? And it's very sort of um, youthful logic, shall we say, to be like, well, there's one person here I want to snog, so this situation might facilitate that. But what it might also do is facilitate an entire fucking awkward. You know, you don't basically want to kiss anybody else in that <laughs> circle. So you're really playing the odds, aren't you? It's not just that there's siblings there. There's also the Ro- Ross and Rachel. You know, that's going to be... If that Awkward lands on them, itself, yeah. Emily's going to hate that. That's going to be weird. There's just... There's a lot. There's Gunther, who presumably would love to snog Rachel, but she would be reticent to, you know, etc., etc. There's a lot of problems. And also, the thing you don't think about when you're planning a game of Spin the Bottle, and this is me talking as, you know, for 15, 20 years ago, there's... The higher chance, as happens with Emily and Joey, that the person you want to kiss ends up kissing somebody else. And yes, that is, and that could have happened to Joshua as it's well. It's a real sort of brinkmanship game you're playing there. What if Joshua suddenly snogged Monica and they'd gone, do you know what? You know, we know Monica turns on a sixpence when she just snogs someone and decides she wants to be in a relationship with them. You know the point at which the, the game ends, doesn't it? Because Phoebe gets up because yeah. the baby's kicked. The overreaction to the baby kicking... Like, they gather Phoebe up and then fuss over her as if her water's just broke. <laughs> I know. And Gunther and Joshua are as excited by the baby kicking as <laughs> the close friends of Phoebe. Joshua would give a shit, would he? No, he, yeah, I mean, he right. doesn't. His energy is, don't give a shit about any of this that's happening. I bet he regretted arriving at that party within minutes. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, though, Phoebe breaks and eats a lot of meat. She does. Uh, she makes up for lost time, doesn't she? Yeah, she really does. And actually, this is the sweetest bit of the episode for me, is Joey offering to go veggie. Um, for six months. For six months. It's a long time, isn't it? Like it's a Very, very long time. Very sweet gesture for anybody that eats meat. But, you know, we know Joey's diet, don't we? It's meatball subs. It's the skin of the chicken on KFC buckets. It's meat feast pizzas. It's all of that. It's he's, He mainly eats meat. Yes. Um, and he sort of, his logic is there's no meat in beer. So it feels like for six months he's just going to drink and not eat at all, <laughs> um, which would which would make sense. Um, but yeah, it's a very sweet gesture, isn't it? And it's, a, it's it's one of those nice things. And actually, if, if anything, I think they don't dwell on it long enough. I think that would have been, that would have maybe saved the episode a bit more of that sort of Joey Phoebe really nice friendship gesture, you know? They're a nice combo, aren't they? We've said that a few, feel like we've said that a few times recently. They're a nice combination. Yeah, I feel Phoebe like they really care for each other, you know? So there's a deep care in that. There's lots of care. Lots, lots <laughs> of care. Can we just draw attention as well to the fact that, I mean, we've already you know, mentioned that Rachel's sort of completely unravelling, but the turning to the cheerleader outfit is oh. just... And I kind of understand Monica's sort of weary... Actually, I just want to see how this goes. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, it's, it's the 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 complete opposite of the composed, yeah. glamorous, cool, sophisticated Rachel that we're used to. It's amazing Rachel and Joshua ever date, isn't it? Based on yeah. her behaviour, I know he flags it later and goes, you know, oh, you're beautiful and smart and sophisticated. A lot of that's not based on tonight, but phew, he's met her what five or six times, I think. The events he had experienced in this one evening would be enough to undo any. <laughs> well, and they are a sign of things to come from because then she proposes to him, doesn't she? That's why they break up. Oh yeah, she proposes to him, and also she's yeah. It's, there's, there's a lot of 
uh, wardrobe malfunctions as well in this. The cheerleader outfit, the, uh, the the tiny little underwear dress, the lingerie dress she wears with the parents. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a whirlwind of an absolute catastrophe, this relationship, isn't it? It's dreadful. Um, shout out to Gunther at this stage. Do you notice what he was doing? No. Washing up. <laughs> at the stage Rachel puts the cheerleader outfit on he's in an apron and marigolds and he's washing up oh, fair play good guest I mean great party guys yeah. <laughs> 50% of the guests that aren't usually in that apartment have decided you know what get a bit of the washing up done instead of bring your own booze it's wash your own cups wash your own cups exactly but he's, he's fully aproned up and everything which I don't do you put an apron on to wash up I, no, I don't. I don't own an apron. I'm afraid. No, do you not? Do you own an apron, Dave? I think I do own an apron. Yes, but I couldn't tell you where it is. It's in one of those. I've tidied it somewhere when I moved in, and I've not used it since, obviously. So, um, but I think I do have one somewhere. Not a great story, that is it. It's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not going to be one of the headlines. Dave thinks he might have an apron somewhere, but he's not sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I just thought that was a nice little detail that he's decided this party is so dull and in need of wrapping up that he's going to help with the wrapping up. The cheerleader thing is mad enough. Then obviously she does a cheer, which is dreadfully cringeworthy, cringeworthy and, and falls over and gets the fat lip. And then to try the bra thing at that stage. Yeah. It's excruciating to watch, isn't it? She's just desperately yanking on the strap of her bra to try and pull it out from underneath her high school cheerleader uniform. I mean, this is a real nadir for Rachel, isn't it? And only at that point does she sort of crack and say to Joshua, oh, this is all going terribly. Yeah, I just feel like this, you know, (laughs) the understatement of the whole episode is when she says, this isn't how this was supposed to happen. (laughs) Like, on no level was any of that supposed to happen. It's, it's, she's gone, she's dug so deeply into the hole that actually pulling it back now is... I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know how Joshua gets over what's happened that evening to still see her as an attractive human he wants to date, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, but he does. He comes back, doesn't he? And he basically says, I'm absolutely not ready for this in any way. I'm a complete mess and I've just got divorced. But shall we just crack on anyway? Yeah, which is sort of a recipe for disaster, yeah. isn't it? Really? Amazing. It doesn't last long term, isn't it? After all of yeah. that. Um, but it's, it's a nice little happy ending for Rachel and Joshua in this episode. Because it looks like, despite everything, it's actually kind of worked for her. Yeah, and strangely, the two dreadful relationships, Ross and Emily, looks like it's on the up as well. You know, Ross is being encouraged by Rachel to sort of, you know, take a step up and see if he wants to actually make it a thing with Emily. And then Joshua comes back with Rachel. So the, the, the boring, boring couples are all end this particular episode on a on a happy ending, don't they? Happy days. Happy days for them. Um, the other thing I would just say about this party, I just don't know why Ross is so keen on... There's a few little flashes of Ross's proper personality in this, isn't there? Like the jealousy and spin the bottle, which I get. You know, she's snogging Joey three times, but also they're having a little peck on the lips, aren't they? Like it's not... something. It's not to, an affair, is it? No, I, I, it, it's in front of him. It's part of the game. You all know what you're signing up for. Actually, Joey's line of, if you didn't want to play, why did you come to the party? Is, <laughs> yeah, and the way he, little, like, he, he the does that little tilt. tap of his hat, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, one of the best moments of this episode. But also, it's like, it feels like it's not a good sign for Ross that he can't read Emily to the point where he's so adamant to drag her away from this party to do drinks at the wherever he is and plaza and 
dinner out, you know, to drag her away to quite a boring dinner with Ross. Now, who wants to go to dinner with Ross Geller when you can actually have drinks at a party and play spin the bottle, you know? Exactly. It's not like it's a super unique night out he's planned. You know, he gives it all this at the start. I've, I've got this big night planned. Oh, what's, your, what's your night, mate? Drinks and then Go dinner. For a drink, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drinks and dinner. Wow. I can't believe we didn't think of that. What an absolute rip roaring night she would have had there. Um, and that, that's basically it for this, isn't there? We've got the iconic scene that we haven't really um, touched on, but just before Joshua comes back, the iconic scene of of Ross and Rachel on that step. I don't know why in my head it's quite an iconic scene, but it is just that's the that's the image that I think of when I think of this episode, you know? It's a rare bit of them being nice to each other in the aftermath of their horrible breakup, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and and, and she's having this moment of going, look, you're sitting here with a 28 cheerleader with a fat lip, you know? Um go go chase your go chase your love. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's a nice touching moment in that regard. Um, and there is the funny moment where Chandler walks out and, sh- and Rachel says, you're a giant loser, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sits down in that dreadful, gentle sweater vest. Peak, uh, terrible Chandler oh, clothes. Oh, the fashion is awful. It's, it's, it's really saying something, Pete, on any level that I am criticising the fashion of anyone. <laughs> but I just feel really in the right to do so in this case, you know? That's fair. Um, hey, Dave. Uh, yeah, yes. Would you like a quiz? Would I? Yes, I would. Uh, this week's quiz comes courtesy of Amy the Quizard. Quizard, the Fuff Quizard. The Fuff Quizard. And um, we can both do the quiz because I can't currently see the answers. Yes, no, Amy formats it very, very well, doesn't she? It's, she uh, does. it's all, she knows it's all what there she's for a play along. I really hope, Pete, just because I don't have the quiz up, but I've written one detail down from this episode because I was like, if I was writing a quiz, that would be what I would ask. What, just, what have you written down? I've written down the words Cooper Hewitt. <laughs> and if the Cooper Hewitt Museum does not feature in this quiz, it will be a waste of time me rewinding and writing them down. Hey, Dave, question one. Yep. What museum did Ross go to? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Pete? I think that might be the Cooper Hewitt Museum. Uh, that's correct. It is. Oh, I just—I had to rewind it because I thought that is God. I would never have remembered that otherwise. But there you go, thrilled. Question two yep. is: What is Ross writing on the Magna Doodle when Rachel comes in? It's something about Joey. Oh, now it is something about Joey, and there's a continuity error in this because when Emily change? walks in, it changes from something about Joey eating something. I can't. I'm not going to get the exact details, but it changes. They're both about Joey, but. The message changes. Uh, neither of them are like full sentences. They're just sort of confusing little half sentences. I feel like we've got sufficient detail there. So um, apparently at first says Joey enjoys the. Right. And and then because of a, a continuity error, which Amy has acknowledged, it then says Joey eats little. Eats. Oh, yeah. Joey. Oh, give us the point for that. Yeah, I think we can have that. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Uh, you've already mentioned one of these. Where are the two places that Ross and Emily are supposed to be going after the party? You said the plaza. Oh, the plaza's on, yeah. Um, oh, the other one's one of the... It's not the Hilton, is it? Is it the Four Seasons, maybe? Uh, it is the Four Seasons in the plaza. Four Seasons in the plaza. Oh, we are rioting through this quiz today, aren't Doing we? quite well here. Uh, question four. How many hours are left before Emily has to be at the airport when Ross is sitting oh, in the hallway? I knew Rachel? this would come off and I forgot. I don't know this. No 16? idea. Sixteen. I'm sixteen. 
incorrect. It's 14. Oh, I knew it was a sort of mid-teens. Uh, question five. What are the three meats that Phoebe puts on her sandwich in the final scene? Oh, yeah, uh, one's corned beef. Yeah, corned beef. Smoked turkey. Um, pastrami? Pastrami, yes, good. Uh, it's not baloney then, isn't it? Pastrami, corned beef and smoked turkey. One, Four out of five. <laughs> Four out of five, five. Uh, Done all right. Ain't bad at all. Lovely quiz, that, Amy. Thrilled you've got the Cooper Hewitt Museum in there. Um, and we should all remember the Cooper Hewitt Museum from here on in. Um, what's next, Pete? Uh, well, next week, uh, we should also say, is the penultimate episode of this series. Oh, my God. Um, it's episode 21 of 22 next week. Uh, it is the one with Rachel's dream, and it comes courtesy of Charlie. Charlie, thanks for your requests. We shall all watch that. We should all talk about that. And that is how the podcast works. <laughs> Hang on, should I say goodbye in Slovak? Always. Zabohom. Do it again. Oh, hang on. Do you want to hear? Let's hear how it's. My phone can say how it's said. Zbohom. Oh, that's pretty close. Not bad, eh, Pete? Yeah. Zbohom. To all of you from Zbohom. us. Uh, friends, stop it. We're <laughs> friends Zbohom. with friends. That's friends with friends in Slovak. Lovely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.